0: hello 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 welcome back to lucid with busi and this is your girl busi so listen you guys i know you've heard the new jingle i know i know honey i know i know i'm also very much excited (laughs) so yeah i just thought i should just you know maybe just do a little jingle and i was playing around actually and that came I was like oh okay this is good this is good we're keeping this so yeah I hope you are enjoying the jingle as much as I am so yeah so today's episode we are going to be talking about a book that I am currently reading and no this is not a this is not plug a book yet <laughs> but I just came across um, something that I actually thought that you guys would actually enjoy that I also wanted To talk about in my podcast So the book that we are talking about is Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers The Story of Success So today's episode will be focused on opportunity Which is one of um, the components that he mentions in his book That contribute to one's success So we're talking opportunity What is it? Um, how does it locate you or how do you even find it and we will actually draw on some south african popular or celebrity um, case study if i may put it that way so without any further ado honeys let us get into it and yeah before we go actually please listen to this advert just for like 15 seconds yeah don't go anyway we'll be right back So let's get into this you guys so Malcolm Gladwell actually explains opportunity to be preparation so um, he basically says that opportunity can come in different forms so the first form could be that it affords you time to practice to work on your craft to work on whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. So, he has this rule that um it, it's it's not created by him, but he actually speaks on it that it takes approximately 10,000 hours in order for you to master whatever craft it is that you have. So, with this in mind, he then goes on to further explain that opportunity can present itself as practice or as an opportunity to practice or to put in like those hours to master your craft or opportunity could be you know the one thing that actually leads you to that big break so in his book he actually makes some really good examples about people such as um bill gates and you know bill gates is one of the wealthiest people in the world and his wealth comes from him um designing and creating microsoft so he actually states that his first opportunity because you know one thing about malcolm he is very he's brutally honest in his book he also does touch on like Privilege. sometimes it's privilege that you cannot dodge as a human being and he actually makes mention of the fact that um, during the time that Bill Gates was born computers were starting to you know to come up um, but then computers were this huge thing like um with cassettes that you need to insert in order for you to load a certain program or prompt the computer to do like something so it was a very tedious thing to actually um, work on a computer back then but then at the time when um, Bill Gates was um, in high school um that was when computers were actually becoming now smarter so the size of a computer was actually merged into like you know this portable thing not like really portable as laptops are but compared to what they were previously so they were a very decent size and and they also um, could allow like a lot of users to actually use the computer at a given time, or you know, the prompts you could you could prompt the computer to do a lot of things, like a, a hundred tasks in no time, you know. Whereas back in the day, if you want to load Microsoft Word, then that's what you'd have to do until you're done. You can't open Excel, or you can't open you know something else on the computer, or prompt it to do something else. Um, but this is me um, breaking down the examples into layman terms or into layman examples. Um, but Malcolm actually talks about coding like. You know, in terms of coding, how computers were, um, how you couldn't um, code and, you know, enter one formula and then enter the next, like immediately after that, that you had to wait. So this is me just trying to simplify everything. So he says that um, during the time that Bill Gates was in high school was the time when computers were becoming smarter. And his school was actually... One of the very first schools to buy the most expensive computers at the time, and he was intrigued to actually go practice in there. So, um, eventually, they got kicked out of you know the computer programming at like at school because they found like him and his friends found like codes that you know they could hack into and um. What's the word? You know, they found codes that they could break down, change passwords, you know, change things on the computer. And yeah, they were chased out of school. So they found another, um, was it the university that had like a, a similar program, but it was open like 24 hours. So he had access to that 24 hours. So Malcolm actually describes the fact that Bill Gates was able to, first of all, lay his hands on a computer at such a tender age I think he was around 15 yeah 15 or 16 somewhere there um, the fact that he could actually get his hands on a computer for him to start learning to program and all of those things he says that that is actually opportunity and as well as the fact that after getting chased from school like from that program he actually found another program where he could um you know practice put in his 10,000 hours like for 24 hours a day um he says that is also opportunity for him to practice his craft because then later on in life this man actually starts his own program which is Microsoft which we all use now and that is actually what leads to him being you know the billionaire that he is now so malcolm actually says that if bill gates because he even looks at people who are really good like who who are working or who have worked with bill gates for the longest time on microsoft and he says like he looks at these people and he analyzes also their time of birth and it was around it was around the same time that bill gates was also born in and you know he makes mention of the fact that sometimes the time or the year that you were born in actually privileges you over other people because let's say if he was born too early then he would have missed the opportunity of you know the coming up of computers being smart and efficient and all of that he could have missed that and he probably most probably would not be you know the Bill Gates that we know now or if he was born far later then he also would have missed, oh, sorry, if he was born earlier, he wouldn't. He probably would have been, you know, older, um, he had a, a job already, he had kids, you know, all of those things. So he couldn't let go of his stability and the life that he has already developed for himself to go and start, a new, like, to start afresh, to learn to code and do, you know, everything just so he can catch up with this new revolution of, you know, computers. So he couldn't have done that whereas at the same time if he um was born after you know the period that he was born in then he would have been way too young to actually take on this revolution of computers and you know develop himself as a coder and as you know the the um ITVs that he is and was so um, he actually speaks about opportunity to actually be sometimes things that privilege us that we have no control over, but you know, they just privilege you. So, I don't want to like delve too deep into the book because there's so many principles that Malcolm actually opens our eyes to, like to see in terms of. know success achieving success because the title of his book anyways is outliers so he's trying to study the patterns of the most successful people in the world which we know as outliers like not everyone can be a bill gates um not everyone can be a kobe bryant not everyone can be um, a beyonce because i'd say she's also an outlier she's a great performer um you know not everyone can be that outlier so he tries to break down some of the contributing principles to these people's successes and you know what led to their successes so it's basically for the everyday human to actually understand um, how these people get to that point and if you want to um, get to that point then you know you know what to start doing but then obviously as Michael um, Malcolm sorry states that you know sometimes you have privileges that actually are given to you naturally like you didn't even ask for them like when you were born where you were born even because that also affects um, whether or not you're going to be successful and he actually one thing I love about um, this book actually now that I'm talking about it is the fact that Malcolm doesn't downplay the fact that um, he doesn't downplay the fact that we don't exist alone. Like, a man is not an island. Your success can never be a making of your own, alone. Like, you need people, the people around you, your environment, the opportunities that you were exposed to, um, your 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 parents, your, the people around you. That shapes you, that molds you, that... Um, basically contributes to the kind of person that you turn out to be and i really love the fact that he mentions that because a lot of times when people get successful we tend to look to them and be like oh no he did it by himself he didn't know he, he didn't need no one else and that's actually a huge thing in our culture right now where we tend to think that we don't need other people we actually tend to say this, that we don't need other people. We don't need um, company. We don't need community. We can do it all by ourselves. But actually, that's not the case. Because every, each and every successful person, they never did it like on their own. They always had people behind them. They always, always had a community backing them. So I really, really, really love that about Malcolm. So now that we discussed... Um, his ideas and his principal principles um let's actually get into what kind of opportunities are available right now for people so i will basically speak on my context which is in south africa as a black young woman or as a black young person so yeah so basically um the time that we're in right now as black young people especially black young women we know there's the whole trend of um sort of transforming spaces um our democracy is quite young as south africa so we are basically trying to open up spaces for people who were previously disadvantaged and in the history of the world because i feel like south africa is not unique to the world um, but in the history of the world also the history of south africa women have been one of the most especially black women have been the most disadvantaged people to ever exist so now we're in a space where spaces are opening up for black women we see um black vice chancellors at universities um, Professor Mamukheti we see um, black CEOs coming up in corporate Um, we see like you know black women actually starting to take um, what's this to to take up space to cement themselves in these roles that they were previously excluded from and as a black young women in South Africa right now that is your opportunity that is my opportunity, that is our opportunity and it is basically something we need to actually make sure that we apply even the principles of Malcolm, the 10,000 hour principle of preparation so wherever we are in our lives right now we need to ensure that whatever area we aim to go into we practice enough if you see yourself in Broadcasting media. open a podcast. start talking about you know anything and everything in your channel. that is you putting in your 10,000 hours. That is you actually you know practicing for when that opportunity actually reaches you where you will now you know start doing that job where they will say, okay now we need a black female station manager you know um just prepare yourself for the opportunity so that is where we currently are in South Africa and there's actually an example that I wanted to draw um around this so we all know like in the entertainment industry that every time an African makes a debut in American movies or Hollywood movies rather um we all know that it's always in the context of slavery you know you're you you're the slave basically um and i feel like we are tired of that narrative people in hollywood are also tired of that narrative literally everyone is tired of that narrative so which is why now with um Movies that are you know coming up, like for instance with Pearl to see, I know a lot of people tend to bash her and attribute her success to her being light skinned. Yes, we cannot um, debate the fact that her being light skinned probably played a played a role in her being picked for the role that she 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 played or for for the jobs that she gets. But one thing we will not downplay is the fact that that girl put in the hours. She put in the hours. She was prepared for the opportunity so yeah she actually was prepared for it so we cannot fault her on that honey's apologies for that um my mic stopped recording um so basically what i was saying was that um when pearl 2c landed the role in quantico it basically was a great opportunity for her but we definitely should not um, shy away from the fact that she put in the hours. She had been in acting roles previously um, back in South Africa so when she landed that role it was also um, during a time where I personally believe that Hollywood was starting to open up more to you know African actors and actresses Cause, you know they were trying to move away from you know the typical an african character gets cast into these movies to portray the role of a slave or you know basically the migration of an african into america and the west so i feel i feel like with this um series they actually understood that it was actually time for a revolution. It was time to actually start casting African actresses and actors. um, Even for roles that are, you know, out of the norm, you know, outside of the norm. Because her role in Quantico has nothing to do with, you know, slavery or, you know, all of those things. Um, She plays the daughter of a, a lawyer. Um so like you know it, it it's a very typical role that you know an american would actually get it's not a, it's not the type of a role that you know an african would 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 get and that is why like i actually do not like it when people attribute those achievements to things such as um it's only because she was light yes there, there are some privileges that she had um that actually allowed her to get those opportunities. The first one would be, you know, the fact that she had had like this catalogue of roles that she had previously played and she was in a point where she was looking to, you know, play a role outside of, you know, Africa and South Africa and that opportunity came. So, basically that was um, the point of this podcast to actually just tell you guys to... You know not, not even tell you guys but to just remind us that we should actually make use of the opportunities that we find around us um, it is not a mistake that we were born during the time we were born in and more so now it is not an ex- uh, um, a mistake that you're a young woman a young adult at this time in 2021 in the country that you're living in especially in south africa you know the world is starting to open up in south africa it's moving very slow but at least it is opening up and we should make sure that we prepare ourselves to take over you know those opportunities because it would be a shame to actually get to a point where you know we have opportunities around us but we can't access them because we're not ready for them or we can't access them because we actually don't even see them as opportunities so that is basically what i wanted to talk about um, from this book it's actually what i'm getting from the book that i need to be ready for whatever opportunity i want to um, position myself towards because yeah that's needed that's needed and also with the current climate with the fourth industrial revolution and all of that i think it would be dope if black people if africans if black women would actually be at the forefront of this revolution because men have been at the forefront of the other revolutions you know women have always been at the background so i think now is the time for us to actually stand up and fight for the opportunities you know that will come with the current and present time that we're in so that is it my honeys i hope you have enjoyed today's episode Um, if you have please make sure you leave a comment or a voice um, comment make sure you also do follow me on instagram it's lucid with busi and just Subscribe also to this podcast. Just click follow, and you know, be or turn on actually your notifications as well, just so you can get like notified when I post new episodes. So I hope you will be hanging around more. And I actually love doing this, you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I see um, your listens thank you thank you thank you i really genuinely honestly appreciate that so thank you so much i'll see you on the next episode bye